0: Today's episode of Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. For the win! Everyone, happy Thursday. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. Locked On Women's Basketball is, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am here for day two of week two for me, and we are going to talk about the midweek games. We had a full slate on Tuesday and Wednesday. And as Lindsey Gibbs reminded me on Twitter, for the next 11 days straight, we're getting plenty of WNBA action. Hold on to your hats. So on Tuesday, August 4th, the Chicago Sky continue on their winning ways. They defeated the Dallas Wings, 82-79. It was a pretty good matchup. Also on Tuesday... We had Atlanta face off against the Phoenix Mercury. It was kind of fun to see Kennedy Carter and uh, Diana Taurasi go head-to-head, but this was an 81-74 victory for the Phoenix Mercury. And the Connecticut Sun and the Seattle Storm, those two teams traded some players in the offseason. The Seattle Storm win that one, 87-74. Connecticut remains winless. On the season. So I talked about those matchups on Tuesday. Last night, there was a matchup that I was looking forward to as far as drama, but it was pretty lackluster when it came to the competition on the court, and that is the New York Liberty fall once again. Still winless on the season. This time, against opponents, the Minnesota Lynx. The Lynx defeated the Liberty without Sylvia Fowles, 92-66. As you know by now, Sabrina Ionescu was also not playing in this game. Actually, she flew back or traveled back to New York yesterday, the day of uh, the game, to get some more evaluation on her ankle. So we'll see what happens there. In the later games, the Las Vegas Aces and the Washington Mystics. This one was really close, went the distance, but the Aces get the win, 83-77 over Washington. And the Indiana Fever versus the Los Angeles Sparks. I still haven't seen this one, but Twitter was aflutter with how the Sparks pretty much just manhandled the Indiana Fever. They get the win, 86-75. Later in the show, I'm going to talk to you about the matchups you can expect for the rest of the week and through the weekend. But first, let's go over some stats. I mentioned the New York Liberty. They're still winless. Uh, The Connecticut Sun are still winless. We're going to get into stats. Let me give you the standing since I'm doing that anyway. At the top of the table remain the Seattle Storm. Four wins and one loss. They're riding a two-game win streak going into the rest of the week. The Minnesota Lynx have pulled into the two spot, also 4-1 on a three-game win streak. And the Chicago Sky in that 4-1 category as well, riding a two-game win streak in third place per the WNBA standings on WNBA.com. In the three and two category, we have the Los Angeles Sparks, the Phoenix Mercury, the Las Vegas Aces, and the Washington Mystics. So that's spots four through seven. So all of those seven teams I just mentioned, if the season ended today, would be in the playoffs, along with the Indiana Fever. Indiana Fever has the eighth spot right now. They are two and three, along with Atlanta, Dallas, and that's it. Those are your your two or your three um, teams that have won two games and then the final two spots Connecticut and the New York Liberty at 0 and 5. 0 and 5. Now, New York even with Sabrina Ionescu healthy, I don't think many people expected much from New York. I'm going to get a little bit into that, but Connecticut with Jewanna Bonner, I think we're expecting some really great things. Now, when Dewana signed, there there was no update on Courtney Williams or Shakina Strickland. But I'll tell you what, um, you know, Brian Jones had a great game for Connecticut the other day. And um, unfortunately, her team could not get the win. But really great to see players that usually don't get some shine stepping it up. Um, you know, I'm sure she would love to get the win, Breon Jones, but, you know, you'll take what you can get. But in a game where Alyssa Thomas really struggled, Alyssa Thomas, and I say struggled, she had 15 points in that game, but Breon Jones brought it home with 20. Dwana Bonner only five points. Five points in the loss to Seattle. So good thing that Breon Jones at center was able to get things going. But Dawana Bonner, five points. Going to have to figure that out. Alyssa Thomas never looked comfortable. But again, even with discomfort and not getting into the flow of the game, she drops 15 points for Connecticut. Also saw that Jasmine Thomas had 11 points to be the third player to get into double digits. We saw Teresa Plaisance get a few minutes here and there. um, But really, as far as bench points, not very much. Combined, uh, 10 points from the bench. Now, Kurt Miller doesn't seem to be one that really plays his bench very often. And I know that there's been criticism of how he deploys his rookies in particular. And maybe that's the difference that we're seeing. This is a tough season. Players don't have their touch. They had to come home early from overseas if they were there at all and no rookies uh, and no NCAA tournament. So I've been talking to a lot of players about the touch, not getting in the gym. They can't put up shots like they might want to as a, uh, uh, Co-host with uh, Gabe Ibrahim, Amy Autobert might say, you know, the gym, the gym rats can't get their shots up. So I do think that that's impacting the game. But Connecticut just can't figure it out. However, they have Brienne January, who is with the team, and she was back home in Phoenix, quarantined, tested positive for coronavirus, but she is back, and I think that. Connecticut is is looking to see a a few more players that can really facilitate that offense. Natisha Heidemann's been doing a pretty good job at guard as well. She had eight points on the contest against Seattle. But I think a little more experience, along with Dawana Bonner, on this team hopefully will bode well. And again, Alyssa Thomas just didn't look that good to me. She seemed to be moving a little bit gingerly awkwardly. So we'll see what happens there. I want to go to Wednesday's game. Now, I mentioned a little bit of drama. For those of you who do not know, I've covered the New York Liberty for about the past three seasons as far as being a beat writer. Um, And so I know, and I was looking forward to, a little bit of the drama knowing that there was a massive coaching swap that happened between the New York Liberty and the Minnesota Lynx. Head coach and GM Cheryl Reeve had, at one point in time, Liberty head coach... Walt Hopkins on her Lynx staff. Walt Hopkins was an assistant as well as Shelly Patterson, who is now an assistant for Walt Hopkins, used to be an assistant and colleague on Cheryl Reeve's staff. But to add more spice, Katie Smith, two years she spent as head coach of the New York Liberty in their darkest times, to speak of as of yet, in Westchester County Center. She is an assistant for Cheryl Reeve in the Wubble. So there was a lot going on. And let me tell you, uh, the two did not really have much to say about each other. I did notice that when asked about Walt and Shelley, Cheryl Reeve at the time, this was, I think, either Monday or Tuesday, she said, hey, you're talking about The New York Liberty, more than we're probably going to talk about them, haven't even scouted them yet. And then she wished Shelly well, said that Shelly had been with her for a decade. Walt Hopkins was asked twice on two calls, and he's just like, hey... you know, we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, I didn't get to speak or hear from Katie Smith. I don't know if anyone else did, but I would love to know what the OG auntie, as some of us on the beat on the New York Liberty beat, might call her. But what I do want to talk about. So that wasn't much drama. But, ooh, fireworks from Bridget Carlton makes her first start the one, the only, sweet sill. She had a little bit of a tweak That took her out of the lineup for Wednesday last night. Bridget Carlton gets the start. 25 points. 25 points from Bridget Carlton. 7 rebounds. 3 assists. Crushing it. Crushing it for the Minnesota Lynx. Coming up next, I'm going to play you a little bit from what Cheryl Reeve had to say about Bridget Carlton. And... Talk about something that actually Lindsay Gibbs talked about. She had Megan McPeak on Locked On Women's Basketball yesterday, Wednesday. And Lindsay and Megan talked about the fact that good point guards in this league, I would would say good guards in the WNBA are hard to come by. Yes, I feel very strongly about good guards and guards, you know, being hard to come by, especially a good point guard. You know, you got to find the right piece. You got to find what you need. I want to talk to you right now about chain stores that have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. I really like that rockauto.com is a family business, serving auto part customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now let's hear from head coach Cheryl Reeve. This is after the game against the New York Liberty, and she had uh, one young player really step up to the plate, to use a baseball term, uh, Bridget Carlton, Canadian. Bridget Carlton, as Sylvia Fowles was a late scratch for the Minnesota Lynx, so here's Cheryl Reeve and then listen to the end of the clip for a little bit of a special serenade, if you will, from the Wubble.
1: Uh, when you signed her last year at the end of the year, you expect those games out of Bridget Carlton, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the signing of Bridget Carlton last year was, was something that we said, you know what? We liked this player uh, in the draft. Um, we had an opportunity. I know that Connecticut thought a lot of her and it was really just about, uh, they had an injury in Connecticut that forced her off the roster. And so, I know this. I I know that we thought Bridget Carlton was a good basketball player. Um, We also talked about Bridget in the offseason, what we thought she needed to do uh, to be really good in the WNBA, or to have a chance to be good at the WNBA. And and so I'm really, really pleased, and I've been telling people this how she came back uh, in the market uh, in great, great shape. Uh, And then she had a great team. So those of us that have been here aren't surprised uh, that, that Bridget had the kind of game that she did today. Allé,
0: allé, allé. Sorry, guys, there's a chapel going allé, allé. on right next to us, so you get to just wait a second. Allé. I can't go ahead with your question. Just wanted to add that little fun piece from chapel, which is something that all of the teams host uh, usually before the game. But in the Wobble Thin Walls, and uh, we got to hear someone else's chapel se- session as Cheryl Reeve was talking about Bridget Carlton. Here's a little more from that post game. We'll start with Cody. Cody, go ahead.
1: When did you find out you were starting, and you know what was the What were the thoughts racing through your head when Coach gave you that? I found out like 30 minutes before the game, Um, so obviously a little nerve-wracking, but I have confidence. I think my coaches, my teammates, they've all instilled confidence in me from day one, whether I'm coming off the bench, whether I'm starting, I'm still going to be aggressive and play how I know I can play. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely nerve-wracking finding out so late. Yeah, I think um, coming into this season, I knew, you know, there was going to be opportunity, especially with, you know, the demanding schedule playing every other day. Um, Injuries are going to happen, you know, people are going to have to rest when they need to rest. So I knew I was going to get a chance um, to do what I can. Um, So coming into the season, you know, I was ready for that, taking advantage of any opportunity I have. Um, And then I think, you know, throughout the first couple games, I instilled some confidence in Coach. Um, She knew, you know, when I get out there, I'm going to be consistent and do what I can do. Um, So I think that's what helped me out today.
0: Hey Bridget, um just kind of wondering a little bit about um, sort of your
1: fundamentals. I mean, you, you have such a nice shot. You kind of hold the follow through. You saw the lefty sort of finish under the basket today. And you're very methodical, especially for such a young player. How do you – where do you attribute sort of your your, um, your basketball fundamentals to, especially at such a young age? Yeah, I think it started, honestly, with my mom. I've always been, you know, taller, but my mom – wanted me to work on my guard skills, wanted me, you know, to be able to kind of do everything. She was a basketball player when um, she was in college throughout high school, she was pretty good. So, you know, she helped me work on, you know, just the fundamentals of basketball. Um, I That's what I've kind of took pride in throughout my whole career is just being solid, consistent, um, doing the right things, making the right reads um, and being able to score a variety of ways. And I think I was able to show that tonight.
0: There's someone that I want to talk about. Former guard for the Washington Mystics, former guard for the New York Liberty. And right now, just kind of cutting it up for Phoenix. And that's one, Bria Hartley. You'll love to see it. She was picked up by Phoenix in free agency. And, you know, is playing a role where she's coming off of the bench. She's reunited with Kia Vaughn, who she played with in Washington and in New York. But right now... Through, through five games, Bria Hartley is Phoenix's leading scorer. Now, this is a Phoenix team that has Diana Taurasi, that has Skylar Diggins-Smith, that has Brittany Griner. But I tell you what, right now, it's Hartley. So, Bria Hartley leading Phoenix with 18.2 points per game. And that's coming off the bench. Griner at 16.6 points. Taurasi at 16.4. And that's, you know, she's kind of struggled to get those points. But it's been great from the line. Taurasi really great at uh, getting herself to the line. 97.2% from the free throw line. From the candy stripe, as they say. So I want to go into uh, Bria Hartley for this team. And uh, Sandy Brondello and... DT the goat herself talk about what Hartley has meant for this team. I, I've always thought she's been a fantastic player. I don't think she was always used in that right way but the girl is a scorer and that's I don't tell, i don't ever think you're open to shoot it. I mean she's just a great scorer but she's also a really tough defender. Um, she continues to grow a game and I said I know when I was coming in I think people Talking about how much we paid her, but we—that's how much we thought about her because we thought she, she would really complement the players
1: that we have, and um, you know she's certainly showing that, um, you know, at the moment, and and just a great person to coach as well. Bria's just so hard to guard. Uh, I know this from, you know, trying to guard her for the last seven years. I think she's realized that the way we play. Um, just brings all her shrinks to the table. And, uh, man, she's explosive, and uh, she's going to continue to do that.
0: So you're hearing, you know, Sandy and DT just thinking that this system fits better for Bria Hartley, and I couldn't agree more. I'm really glad that she was able to come over in free agency and kind of uh, avenge herself. But don't take my word for it. I asked Bria Hartley about this, and here's what she had to say. Thank you. Bria, I actually wanted to go off of what Christina was asking you. Uh, both Sandy Brundello and Diana Taurasi felt that maybe this system here in Phoenix fits fits your style and really amplifies what you bring uh, to basketball. I just wanted to hear your interpretation of, of that and, and how maybe this is a, a really good fit for you at this time.
1: I agree. Um... Uh, it's no secret a lot of times I'm a, I'm a scoring guard I think in some other offenses it was more kind of fitted a past first point guard which that didn't necessarily fit my game I think here um, you have great passes like DD you got playmakers like Sky so I'm able to kind of just focus on coming off being aggressive but then I can still I can still be a playmaker um, as well but um, definitely just being aggressive looking for my shot and I think I say it all the time. Sandy's really encouraged me, even in coming to training camp. She's like, "You're a little tentative. Like, come on, be looking to shoot, be ready." And um, I just I, I hear that all the time, and it's just really encouraging to hear a coach say that say that to you. So um, I do think here in Phoenix fits my my style of basketball really well, and I think you can see it when I'm out there on the court.
0: I'm not a fan of positionless basketball, but I'm especially not a fan of positionless guards. I think you need a point guard. Everyone needs to know who Head Honcho is. I like, I like to go with the one. But that's just me. I've talked enough about Bria Hartley. I've talked uh, and you've heard from Bria herself. I'd like to see a, a little bit more discipline from Phoenix moving forward. And who knows? Bria Hartley off the bench seems to be that rock. Here is what we have for you on tap. Today, August 6th, the Seattle Storm take on the Atlanta Dream, 6 p.m. on espn two. At 8 p.m. on Nesson, also on Fox Sports and NBA TV, the Connecticut Sun face off against the Dallas Wings. That's the 8 p.m. game. And then Bria Hartley and the Phoenix Mercury return to action against the Chicago Sky. 10 p.m. on ESPN2, also on NBA TV, Canada. Canada, oh, Canada. On Friday. It's the Indiana Fever versus the Minnesota Lynx for the 6 p.m. game. That can be found on NBA.com or WMBA.com, excuse me. The New York Liberty, ooh, they're going to face a tough one in the Washington Mystics. Now, if Tina Charles had reported for this season, this would have been the first matchup where Tina Charles goes up against her old team, and the team for which she is the the, the very much the face of the franchise or the only one that's uh, active. Except that she's not playing for the Liberty anymore. I think that's going to be a tough one for New York. Uh, I take Mystics in that. That's 7 p.m. on ESPN2. The Los Angeles Sparks versus the Las Vegas Aces is the 9 p.m. ESPN2 game. I'm circling that one for Friday, August 7th. 9 p.m. game. Got to make sure I get in a nap tomorrow. On Saturday, August 8th, it is the Atlanta Dream versus the Dallas Wings. Kennedy Carter versus Arike Ogumbo Wale. I am here for this. That is 12 p.m. tomorrow, or excuse me, that is 12 p.m. Saturday, August 8th on ESPN 2, also on NBA TV Canada. So I'm looking Chicago Sky versus Seattle Storm on Monday. I really want to see this game for Saturday. Phoenix Mercury versus Seattle Storm on ABC. That's August 8th. Another good one, I think, is going to be uh, the Sparks and the Aces tomorrow, 9 p.m. Good games. We've got good action happening here. I do want to address something. I know I've talked about it elsewhere, but um, about the schedule. I know that there are a lot of New York Liberty games that are on national television. I know that Sabrina Ionescu is injured and is away getting, you know, some second opinions on the severity of her injury. Here's the thing, folks. Respectfully to the New York Liberty and their seven rookies, which include Sabrina Ionescu, the Liberty were going to have a hard time in this season. And that means that if they have a lot of national te- nationally televised games, that a lot of their struggles were going to be on national TV. Now, people were okay with that, I suppose, or ESPN was okay with it, because Sabrina Ionescu was playing. Now, yes, Sabrina Ionescu taking her out of the equation. There's some people that won't tune in because they're Sabrina fans. They want to see Sabrina play at the highest level. There's even some people who are not Sabrina fans that would tune in just to see how she's doing. I get that. What I don't get is people calling for New York Liberty games to be taken off of the air. ESPN knew that the Liberty weren't going to be competitive. They ranked them as 12 out of 12 teams this year, ESPN did. So ESPN wasn't expecting the New York Liberty to, to really do much. So ESPN was apparently fine with Sabrina Ionescu losing as long as she was on national television. Um, so I don't get this whole, you know, let's take the games off because Sabrina's not there. How about we elevate Sylvia Fowles or Asia Wilson? How about we elevate Bria Hartley or Maisha Hines Allen, Emma Mieseman, who is really getting it done by being a facilitator, as was talked about on, on the Locked On Women's Basketball podcast. That's what I'd like to see. I get it. It's tough. Sabrina's not there. But those games were likely not going to be very competitive either way when ESPN and whomever else decided to put them on national television. So now... I'm looking for ESPN and all of the other networks to find packages to sell the WNBA because Sabrina Ionescu alone doesn't sell the WNBA. And even though the New York Liberty might not have the most competitive games, there is plenty to talk about in the wobble. So I'm looking forward to it. As always, we thank you for listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host for Tuesdays and Thursdays, Erica Lindsay Ayala. You can follow me on Twitter at elindsay08. E L I N D 0 8 Also want to give a shout out to Locked on Flyers. That is our podcast as part of the Locked on NHL network hosted by Danielle and Rachel. They had me on as a guest welcoming me to the Locked on family and we talked about kneeling in the NHL versus what we see here in the WNBA. So again, thanks for to the Locked On Flyers podcast, Danielle and Rachel, the co-hosts, there for having me for their Tuesday episode. If you're listening to this on Thursday tomorrow, make sure you're tuned in to Howard Megdal as he closes up our week two coverage of the WNBA for Locked On Women's Basketball.